Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk podcast. Let's Talk podcast is part of the Edify podcast network where we have conversations through the lens of faith. And this morning we get into episode number 50. Wow, I think it's uh, it's a good journey and for us it's the Lord's doing. We get into episode number 50 and the series is still on suffering. My name is Makarodi. I'm not alone in the studio. On my right we have Stanley Kabuka. Stanley Kabuka, and on my left we have Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro, two amazing gentlemen. And guys, we are going through suffering. It's not like we are we are suffering as we record this episode per se. But the series is on suffering. So, so guys, my girlfriend is becoming a respiratory therapist. And since beginning her training, she's interacted with many patients who are brain dead or have no control over their bodies. She has serious questions about where God is in all these personal suffering. How can God, if he's sovereign, by good, be good by allowing certain people to suffer in this way? What purposes do they serve in this state or rather in this country? I've spoken to her about these things, trying to answer her questions, and I'll continue to do so. I want to hear from you guys. I want, to, I want her to see the Lord's character. But I also wanted to ask your guidance, guys, in answering these questions. What's the best approach to this? Why would a good God allow people to go through this? I'm actually quoting a certain, uh, that's an excerpt from an article. That's not my girlfriend. <laughs> I was almost asking that question. <laughs> my girlfriend is not intending to be a respiratory therapist uh, the last time I checked, which was this morning. But uh, that's from that's from an article that I came across. Why will the good God allow suffering? Um, okay, that's a tough one. Um, the question of suffering, the question of pain and evil is probably the most thorniest and the most difficult question that can ever be posed to a believer mm. or to any other person because it's something that affects the whole humanity at large. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's C.S. Lewis who said that um, it's important to, to examine the assumptions that are within a question. Mm -hmm. So when we ask the question, why suffering, or rather, why does God allow suffering in the mm. world, there are, two, there are two assumptions that I think are there. First mm -hmm. of all, we we have the place of the existence of God. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is the benevolence of God, whether God is good even mm -hmm. if he exists. Mm -hmm. And you know, we, we can't help but ask these questions. We are reasoning beings. We have logic. Mm -hmm. We have under, an understanding. If that was not the case, then God will not tell us not to lean on our own understanding. Mm -hmm. Um. The sad thing about this is that we have grown in religion so much mm -hmm. to the point that we are told that, you know, you, you can't ask God questions. Mm -hmm. um, may, I, may I just say gently and humbly that that is not true. Mm -hmm. um, if that was the case, then I don't think there could ever be the, ever be the book of Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. Because the book of Habakkuk starts with a person who is so dejected and has a lot of questions, mm -hmm. but presents them to God. Mm -hmm. I believe God is bigger big enough to 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 take our question, to take mm -hmm. our emotions. So I don't think 
it's wrong to ask God questions. The only thing I know is that God is not obligated to answer our questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a difficult question that I myself, I don't have answers. I can't tell you why God allowed the Holocaust to happen. Why did God allow the six million Jews to die? Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer to say to a person, why does God why did God allow the Rwanda genocide to happen without doing anything? Mm. Why does God answer some people's prayers, mm. but other people, mm-hmm. God seemingly does not answer them? Mm. Why does God allow little children to die of HIV and AIDS? Mm. You know, why did God allow my loved one to die even after I have prayed? Mm. Why did God allow a person to break my heart? Mm. I don't have an answer for that, but... I believe even as we go further, the the gospel and the word of God at least illuminates us to light in this darkness, mm. this dark question, because it's a question that has been asked through the centuries. Um, mm. um, the theological term is called theodicy. Mm. Um, so the big question of theodicy is, if God is good, why then is there pain and suffering in the mm. world? Yeah, so I believe we'll we'll get to shed light on that mm-hmm. um, dark topic of theodicy. Mm-hmm. Stan, I mean, how can we approach this? How, how would we, what what would you tell um, this guy whose girlfriend is a, is a, a respiratory therapist and uh, all the kind of things she sees at work can't just help her, you know, make sense that there's a good God. Why would he allow this? Well, um, that's a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. That's a tough question. Um, this is a question that has been asked you know, for the longest time, since mm-hmm. time immemorial. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a tough one to ask. I think there, there is no better uh, worldview out there mm-hmm. uh, that best explains the, the, the um, suffering and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Christian worldview does, mm. I think um, I think one one of the things is to you know God 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 mm-hmm. um, ordains mm-hmm. things to come yeah. uh, sovereignly, um, but He is not the author mm-hmm. of evil. Um, Romans three, right? Mm-hmm. It says beginning by says, "Let God be true and every man a liar," right? Mm-hmm. And there is no unrighteousness in Him that we know to be true he's a holy god mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and therefore he is not the author of evil mm-hmm. um we we see this in the story of joseph right yeah. um we see it uh throughout the pages of scripture mm-hmm. they just shout loud with god's holiness and mm-hmm. our utter depravity mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so god is good mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. god is also good um and i and i think something that I know we are going to talk about, but just to mention it, um, is the fact that we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Since Genesis 3, mm-hmm. the fall, we are not oblivious mm-hmm. of the fact that we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And be- on account of our sin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this world is what it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we are what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is what occasions the well the the backdrop of the sufferings mm-hmm. uh, in this world yeah. is what happened 
in Genesis 3, mm. right? Mm. So sure. we live in a fallen world. Mm. Yeah, so we are not supposed to mm. expect um, the, the, the longings of our hearts to be fulfilled mm. in this place, mm. right? Yeah. Because of the state of the world in which we live in. Mm. I think that is what I would say for now. Mm. As we continue, yeah, Fidel. Um, yeah, just as I pass that, Fidel, I just choose talk of the origin, Romans 5, 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death um, through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. So it's it's a fallen world. Just agree with you, Stan. Fidel, the mic comes to you. Um, okay, I just wanted to add on what Stan has said. Um, yeah, suffering is real. Um, and then again, the question of pain and suffering is not something that comes from the mind. Mm-hmm. It's something that comes from the heart. It's something that happens. Mm. So, you know, as Christians, we can't just glaze over this question and mm. blow it off and try to brush it with, you know, Christian cliches. Mm. I believe the reason why we ought to engage in these questions, mm. and I love I loved it. I love it because there was a time this question wasn't asked mm. or rather wasn't mm. answered. It's only in the 1800s and Mm-hmm. That it began to, you know, take root. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why these days books books are written on suffering. Mm-hmm. We have theologians, we have philosophers who talk about and mm-hmm. try to unpack this issue of suffering. And I believe we we have a responsibility to mm-hmm. to to engage in this question for one for two reasons. One is that we give an answer to the skeptics. Mm-hmm. And another reason it's for comfort to our fellow believers who are mm. going through a difficult time. So it's something we cannot just sweep under the rug and act like like you know things are okay. Mm. Wow. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, quite quite insightful uh, responses from you, and I think it's important to, to to our listeners and to us. Now, what does the Bible says about suffering? What does the Bible say about why why you have to go through suffering, guys? Then. Um, okay, to biblically answer the question of suffering, um, we have to trace our footsteps back to Genesis, mm. how all things began. And we all know that um, Adam and Eve, who are our federal head, mm. sinned against God. And because of that, to reiterate the verse that we just read, mm. because of that, sin, sin entered the world. And because of that, death entered the world also. So mm. the the reason why is suffering in this world is because of the present evil and sin that is all over the world and mm. again I'd say another reason is because we live in a world that is governed by the by the evil one that is Satan mm-hmm. the Bible calls him the prince of this age the mm. god of this world um, and also one thing I'd, I'd say and it's important to notice that yeah, they sin, but not all suffering is, a re- is as a result of sin. Mm. When I take us back to the book of John chapter 9, when mm. Jesus was, when Jesus um, healed the, the blind man, when, when the disciples asked Jesus, who has sinned, is this, is it, was it, was it his mother or his father? Then Jesus said, no, it was none of the above, but it was for God's work to be manifested. So some of the sufferings we go through in this world is, because of God's will and to demonstrate his power and actually to take us through the process of suffering to refine us for our good mm-hmm. and for his glory. Wow. Yeah. 
try to refine us for our good and for his glory. Kavuka, what is the Bible saying about suffering? Is it necessary? Biblically looking at it? Um, just to add on what Fidel has said. Yeah. Um not all suffering as as are as an account of, of, of sin. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it, it, it's not mm-hmm. correct for us to to assume that when someone is going through a, a difficult moment mm. in their lives, like they, they sinned. <laughs> like what Fidel yeah. has mentioned from John nine. Mm. And for the believer, um we are called to suffer. Mm. We are called to suffer for Christ's sake, mm-hmm. and and the, the the scriptures are just replete uh, with with um with this truth of of what we are called to, what we are called to suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as a Christian, we are called to suffer mm-hmm. as 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 a model that was left for us by our Savior Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we see, we just see all through the scriptures, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That is something that we are called to, and it's something that we are called to 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 rejoice in and also to embrace. Um, yeah, that is what I would say for now. Wow. So we are called to rejoice and to embrace to take it part of us. Paul in Philippians three talks of um his desire to know uh, God or to know Christ, even to the point of fellowshipping uh in the fellowship of his suffering. So it's, it's, it's a desire. And yeah, what's the purpose of suffering? Um, Fidel mentioned about defining us for good, for God's glory. Would you kind of break it further uh, for our listeners? What does that exactly mean? Um, yeah, when we talk of uh, for our refinement, uh, for God's glory. Yeah. And I'll add any other thing that you might have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, thank you. Um, there's something um, Stan mentioned about the Christian faith being the unique faith that tries to answer this question. Mm. And I agree with that. Looking at other worldviews like Islam mm. and, 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 and Hindu, mm. for example, Islam, they, they, they believe that when tragedy hits a person, then that is God's will. Mm. Um, and that is where the, the word, is it phrase or word, word inshallah comes. Mm-hmm. So it's God's will and you cannot do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And with Hindu, they they believe in karma, you know, the cause and effect, you know. And the reincarnation. Yeah, and the reincarnation and stuff. So when something happens to you, mm. it's because you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And also we have the the, the, the skeptic view where they, they try and take God out of it and try to reason with morality. But I don't think um, taking God out of the picture makes the question easier to answer. There's purpose in our suffering in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first episode, we mentioned about Job and, 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 and Jacob. When I read those verses, let's say the book of Job 14 verse 1, it says that men born of women mm. are of few days and full of evil. So when I read that, I'm like, okay, so is that it? Is that it? Mm. Because that sounds so fatal. That mm. sounds saddening and sickening. Mm. But But come to the to the New Testament, I believe God in Christ Jesus puts pain into its context. God puts the purpose in the pain. Like the verse you mentioned about um, um, John 16, 33, mm-hmm. where Jesus said that mm-hmm. in this world you'll have trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, if Jesus would have stopped at that point, it would have meant that we are 
finished, no you are doomed. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But he introduces another phrase and he says, mm. but take heart for I have overcome the world. Mm. So God uses pain for a good purpose. It might mm. not feel good at that moment. It might not feel good. It's painful when a person goes through loss, but it, it does not take God by surprise. And the best example of how God uses pain and suffering is when he himself came down on planet Earth and died for our sins. Mm. Um, there was no hope when Jesus was on the cross. Mm-hmm. There was no hope for that. There was evil. Um, the, Jews, the Jews were hurling insults at God. That was evil. Mm. And also, when I say that God puts into the context of, puts purpose into the context of pain, I also mean that God is sovereign over evil. I don't believe when the Jews were crucifying Jesus that that was God playing mind games on them. Mm-hmm. That just shows that, hey, I am sovereign over evil and I have a purpose why that happened. So I believe that Jesus Christ dying on the cross is the most um, gruesome thing that has ever happened to mm-hmm. any person. But But God used that for his glory and for our purpose to get us into eternal glory and redeem us from this from this world of pain and sorrow. So there's a purpose in the pain and suffering that we go through. That if if it's if God is in it. Mm. Wow. Um but all sufferings are as a result of our sins. Yeah. I think we shall completely be beyond us. Um a tsunami comes and takes away everything. Yeah. Stand these um, kinds of suffering, um, what role do they play in us? I mean, in sanctification and in our work with God for us as believers or as saints? Um, obviously, what, what comes clearly is our sanctification. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm 119, yeah. uh, verse, um, where is it, where is it? 119, uh-huh. um, verse 71, yeah. it says, I'm still reading from the ESV, it says, <laughs> it is good for me that I was afflicted, mm-hmm. that I might learn your statutes. Mm-hmm. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that mm-hmm. I might learn your statutes. Mm-hmm. And then um, verse 275 mm-hmm. um, of the same chapter, it says, I know, O Lord, that your rules are righteous mm-hmm. and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we know, we know that ultimately God is sanctifying us. Yeah. Right? Uh, we, we would go through a lot of pain and suffering and we cannot really pinpoint exactly what God is doing in this situation, yeah. but ultimately, um, um, in the grand scheme of things, He is sanctifying us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so we 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 may not know what actually He is doing at that very moment, mm-hmm. but what we can be sure of is that He is sanctifying. Mm-hmm. He is sanctifying us. Yeah. Wow, he's sanctifying us. I'm try- I'm running to Hebrews chapter 10 as you talk about him sanctifying us. And the verse should be verse, is it Hebrews chapter 10? It should be chapter chapter 12, verse 10, right? Uh, about, about the same thing that, um, just to read from verse 7, uh, 12, 7, endure hardship as a discipline. God is treating you as his children. For children are not disciplined by their father. So God says that 
in summary that it's only legitimate children that do not get disciplined okay therefore you ought to endure hardship as a discipline from god if you're not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline then you are not legitimate okay you're not true sons or not daughters at all moreover if all have had human fathers who disciplined us and respected them for it how much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live the disciplines for a little while as they thought as he thought best but god disciplines us for good in order that we may share in his holiness so every, every, every time I think we go through hardship, we go through turmoil, then God has a purpose in that just to make it, to make us holy, uh, to sanctify us more and more to his glory alone. Yeah, Stan? Yeah, and just to read for us also a um, portion of scripture in First Peter. Mm-hmm. First Peter also is um, just full of this call to, to, to suffer for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. And particularly one here, although mm-hmm. there are a couple yeah. throughout this letter, uh, to the saints who are who were dispersed and you know mm-hmm. actually i think he starts with from ch- chapter one he starts um um maybe just to go there um chapter one of first peter mm-hmm. um let me just find it talks about uh, various trials mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. thank you mark thank you thank you thank you stan um <laughs> it, it, this is what it says uh-huh it says um well verse six in this you rejoice though now for a little while mm. if necessary you have been grieved by various trials mm. so that the tested genuineness of your faith mm. more precious than gold that perishes mm. though it is tested by fire mm-hmm. may be found to result in praise and glory and honor mm-hmm. at the revelation of Jesus Christ, mm. right? And, and obviously, he starts by um, talking about uh, the, the fact that they've been born again to a new and living hope, mm-hmm. uh, making sure of the inheritance which is imperishable mm. and defiled and unfading. Mm. And so, so for the for the Christian pilgrim, when when we're going through suffering, we 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 have hope, right? Because in this letter, before he goes into you will go through this and that. Mm. He starts with blessed be the God of our, uh, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. According to his mercy, he has caused us to be born again mm. to a new living hope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then he talks about through the resurrection of Christ, he talks about this inheritance that mm. does not spoil, does not fade, which is reserved for us in heaven. We who are kept, who are kept, uh, the who are guarded, sorry, by the power of God, mm. um, through faith, even for 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 salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last mm-hmm. times, right? Yeah. And also, just to read something else here. Yeah. In in the same in the same book. Mm-hmm. Um, First Peter. First Peter two oh. eighteen. It says this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. First Peter two eighteen. Sorry, my Bible is misbehaving today. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, mm-hmm. not only to the good and gentle, but to the unjust. Mm-hmm. For this is a gracious thing. Mm. This is a gracious thing. Mm. When mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. Mm-hmm. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? Mm-hmm. But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, mm-hmm. this is a gracious thing 
in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. For to this you have been called. Mm-hmm. Because Christ also suffered for you, mm-hmm. leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Don't you think this is very interesting? It says here, um, for, for to this you have been called. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because Christ also suffered for you, mm-hmm. leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Oh. Yeah, and so the Christian worldview, um, when when we talk about suffering, makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the person of our Lord Jesus Christ and wow. what he has mm-hmm. accomplished for mm-hmm. us, right? Yeah. Because he suffered without sin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and sure. he, he's commanding us to also suffer for his sake, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so the Christian faith is not alien to suffering mm. because our Lord, suffered mm-hmm, right yeah. so we we we, all, we we even have the categories mm-hmm. to talk about suffering mm-hmm. because our great lord right mm. who 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 is over all who is eternal mm. you know suffered mm. the death on a cross yeah, right he yeah. humbled himself mm. to that point mm. as philippians 2 would tell us mm-hmm. and so we have um a very solid ground Mm-hmm. as Christians to mm-hmm. talk about uh, suffering. Mm-hmm. Yes, because of what Christ went through uh, because of us. We have a solid ground and perhaps not perhaps we ought to consider him who enjoyed such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In a struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted the point of shedding your blood. Fidel Castro, what would be your final message um, concerning uh, why we go through this suffering. And I mean, I don't want to preempt you know, the hope that we have because that's the next episode. But what should be your final message even to believers and to the saints uh, who are listening? Um, thank you. Um, you and I cannot talk about the gospel and fail to talk about suffering oh. because suffering is straight at the center of the gospel mm. um, there's a verse in hebrews that says that jesus christ was perfected through suffering mm. i don't know if you guys have ever thought about that how can a perfect god still require perfection mm-hmm. that tells us that how imperative suffering is now the gospel through our lord jesus christ um, introduces us and tries to answer <laughs> this question tries to answer these questions by introducing us to a God Mm -hmm. who does not stand aloof Mm -hmm. when we are going through pain. Mm -hmm. But he himself comes down on earth and suffers a gruesome death. Mm -hmm. I've said this once and I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. The movie, The Passion of Christ, isn't anywhere close to describing the agony our Christ Jesus Mm -hmm. went through. Mm -hmm. Talk about him sweating drops of blood, talk about the mental mm-hmm. anguish, talk about the rejection and and the abandonment he felt from from his his disciples, the mm-hmm. person whom are supposed to give him hope, but they were not there. So the gospels the gospel also tells us that God is sovereign over evil. So what mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. is that I might not know the answers to why, I might not know all the whys. I don't know why God allowed the Holocaust to happen and did mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why God allowed the child to still die. I don't know why God allowed the the illness to still linger and not do anything. But mm. there's, there's, this, there's this thing I know mm. through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is mm. that 
God loves us and we have to go back there to where um, the grace and God and the mercy of God embraced, where the love and the sovereignty of God embraced because it's at the cross where we know that God loves us. Mm. There's, there's nowhere. We cannot say that God loves us while we are sick. Mm. It's at the cross where we know that God is for us and no amount of suffering that we face will ever separate us from the love of God. Mm. And that is where we get hope, mm. which we'll discuss later on. Mm. Yeah. So I might not know the answers to why, but I know that God has a purpose for it and he will work out all things together for my good and for his glory and the sickness might lead to death, but we have a hope that of eternity even after death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is hope beyond the grave, and that will form part of our next episode. Hey, but before we say goodbye and uh, meet next time for that episode, Stan, what's your uh, parting shot? Um, just to echo the sentiments of, of Fidel. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And also to still come in past Peter chapter 4. <laughs> Uh, verse 12 it says mm-hmm. beloved do not be surprised at the uh, fiery trial mm. when it comes upon you to mm. test you mm. as though something strange were happening to you mm-hmm. but rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings mm. that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed if mm. you are in, insulted for the name of Christ you are blessed mm-hmm. because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you right mm-hmm. so it's 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 quite amazing how suffering in in uh, in our christian mm-hmm. um theology mm-hmm. is just something transformational mm-hmm. um something that god has left an example for us to follow in the person of christ mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, and so it's not something that we should put aside it's not something that we are supposed to kind of dread um, mm. uh, in as much as it's painful, mm-hmm. right? We have hope that indeed as Christ suffered for us, um, that even in our suffering, he is accomplishing his very purposes for us, right? To sanctify mm-hmm. us, to purify us, mm-hmm. right? And when his glory is, is, is revealed, um, when, when he, he, he comes, mm-hmm. then we shall be at home with him. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us today. And um, hope to see you in the next episode. We'll be talking about our hope in suffering. God bless you guys. Till next time we say bye. bye.